It's your boy, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you two flights up from the kitchen up in my attic, man. Where else would I be? Episode 101 of a thing that was just an idea in a man's head sitting in his attic. The attic of the attic, I'd say, is where the idea came from. So check it out. Look, what a week it's been being the nonprofit sector connector. I got to say hello to my guests before we even get into my rant and raving. Jeanette Gisbert, volunteer, New York executive director. What's going on? Good morning. How are you? Um, awesome, Tommy. Thank you so much for having me this morning. I'm happy to be 101. That's a great you are. You, you are 101 and on a plan of 2,500. You know, I'm a sales guy, so we always talk about quotas and things like that. We talk a bit about quotas and things in the nonprofit space, too, right? Revenue goals. We call it impact. Impact, right, right, right. In, in sales guy words, we call it number. Get the number. Get the quota. So I think this, I said this in a meeting last night. I think I got 50 years to go on this planet and I do 50 episodes a week. So that's 2,500 episodes of philanthropy and focus. So what do I say? We're just getting warmed up, baby. We're just getting warmed up. So welcome to the show. Welcome for being here. I'm excited. I got a bunch of words I want to say, even before we get into the conversation about you and your special organization, the words I want to say, what is it like to be the nonprofit sector connector? Well, I'll tell you this gang, this week has been really fun. I got to interview in person the leadership team from the United Way of Long Island for the, they were one of the semifinalists in the Long Island Imagine Awards. I got to interview my friends at book fairs out here on Long Island. They've given away like 2 million books. Again, an idea in my friend Amy Zaslansky's mind that she created in the world. Everything, wherever you're sitting right now, wherever you're listening to me, watching me, whatever you're doing, look around the room, look around that room. Everything in that room came out of the figment of someone's imagination. So don't think you can't do it. Just freaking do the thing. Try it out, do the thing. And guess what? If it ain't good, then fix it and do it again. That's what I'm talking about because you know what? You just got to take chances. So back to the situation, I talked to United Way. What a special organization. Book fairs. Monday, which uh, is a holiday, which we'll get into, but I do have one interview on Monday to meet with the folks that um, run the Nassau County Museum of Art right here on Long Island. Again, another semifinalist in the Long Island Imagine Awards. You've heard me talk about the Long Island Imagine Awards here on the show. The event is in April, but I want you to also know, uh, I think it's next week, the 17th, I believe, is when the New York City Imagine Awards applications go live. I'll get you that information for social media, but nycimaginewards.com. Look, volunteer. I looked it up before. A person who freely offers to take part in an enterprise or undertake a task. It also... So when you volunteer something, freely offer to do something. So look, <clears throat> I'll say this. I've been on this mission. I say this mission for 60 days of service, which I, to say something's on hiatus isn't a real thing in my mind. It's just I'm doing so many other projects that sometimes I don't get to go out and do a specific day of service and hold up a sign and say, hey, look at me. I'm doing a day of service. So 60 days of service is not on hold. It's just I'm doing a lot. So this morning, I saw something on Instagram from an organization called Long Island uh, Coalition for Homelessness or Against Homelessness. I'll probably butcher the name, Greta Gorton. I'm sorry. I just talked to Greta this morning. I'll get the name right. But they're not for homelessness, gang. We're against homelessness. It's the coalition to get rid of homelessness, to address this situation. And they have a volunteer event on on January 25th. So I was like, I called the office. I was like, excuse me, put me in coach. I want to volunteer. I want to do that event. The point of the matter is this, gang. The funny thing about volunteering and the funny thing, even if you think about being a connector in networking or business or being, I don't know, the nonprofit sector one, that connector guy. But the thing about it is, as selfless as it is, I'm going to give you a little wink and a nod and a hint on something. 
it's kind of selfish because it makes you feel really freaking good. So what's better than that? By giving back, by impacting the community, you end up feeling good. So I was thinking about this. I went to an event. It was a panel discussion. Three leaders of nonprofits were on this panel, and the discussion was around mental health. And it was kind of a, look, I, I am, I reflect on what's happened the last couple of years uh, with regards to the COVID pandemic, shutdowns, lockdowns, the whole thing. And we've all obviously, the, the mental health conversation has risen to the surface in a lot of ways. Uh, and I think that is one of the, um, I don't know, silver linings of what the pandemic has brought out. But I'm in this meeting and I'm watching, I'm, I'm in the back of the room and the panel discussions going on. And they're talking about mental health. Jeanette, listen to this. They said that six out of 10 young people who are surveyed, young people between the ages of six and 12 or six and 15, six out of 10 are hopeless about their life. Mm. Six out of 10, not sad, not depressed, but hopeless. And I think that's, first of all, that's a tragic situation. Being the father of four of my own children, that is scary as hell. And it's something we need to talk about, which is one of the things... You know, one of the soapboxes that I keep up here in the attic that I step up on and just kind of go this way we handle a mental health conversation. It needs to be fixed. It needs to be addressed. I get up here and stamp my feet. Sometimes people downstairs in other parts of the house are going, could you stop stamping your feet? We keep hearing you. I joke. But the point of the matter is we need to have this conversation around mental health. And I say this. They say, look, you know, if you go out sometimes, not, not that this is going to solve all problems, but exercising may help. You know, go for a walk. These types of things. It isn't going to help the major problems but it's nice here's the thing what i find sometimes and this is going to lead right into didn't plan it this way this is going to lead right into our discussion today you know it makes me feel good sometimes when i'm feeling kind of low and feeling kind of crappy i go to a local uh food pantry in my neighborhood and i help mm -hmm. because i feel and that is being a bit selfish because it makes me feel good but mm -hmm. others benefit from that. So I think that's a way to kind of stage what we're going to talk about in a lot of ways today. I'm going to just read this really quick. Volunteering in New York is the central place for volunteering in Westchester, Rockland, and Putnam counties. These are counties, for, for those of you who might be on Long Island or in New York City, this is just north of the Bronx. It's not all Canada up there. There is more New York State up there. It's I'm, not upstate. It's not upstate. <laughs> well, it sort of is. I mean, it's it's... <laughs> Oh, Tommy, Tommy, that's a conversation for a whole other conversation. I know it. No, I'm, you know, I kid because I love, but you know us down here, down, even further downstate, like Long Island. I know I, you, because you know what? It's funny. I get silly about it, but I always go, oh, you know, everything north of the Bronx is pretty much Canada. But, it, but our state, I joke, but it's a beautiful state and there's so much more to see other than just the five boroughs in these two counties out here on Long Island, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, but your specific organization serves some of these counties a little further north than where I, uh, even further north than the attic. So, <laughs> they're the one stop resource devoted to increasing volunteerism and delivering impact in the communities that they serve. Their staff and volunteers work together every day to encourage adults to serve, youth to build character, families to bond, young professionals to lead, and mature adults to share their wisdom and businesses to get involved. You know what that sounds like as I was saying it and reading it and I'm making a circle with my hands for those of you who are just listening. It's a circle, it's a community. You're kind of wrapping these people all together. We didn't talk about it that way, but that's what that's what's coming up for me right now. What do you have to say about that? And tell me about the organization, please. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So I just kind of 
putting a pin in that community comment. So at Volunteer New York, we have two values and we have three beliefs. And two of our our two values are community and volunteerism. Um, and so for us, volunteerism and service is really a strategy for um, how it is that you build these vibrant, resilient, equitable places where everybody has the opportunity to reach their full potential. Um, and you know, you know, Tommy, I'm not, I'm not Pollyanna, right? I'm not, I'm not saying that volunteerism and service is the only strategy for how it is that we build the kinds of communities that are going to be places that we can be really proud of to, to, to live in and do business in. Just like, you know, going to the gym isn't going to be the only solution to our, our nation's mental health crisis. Um, but I feel really strongly, especially in this post-pandemic world, uh, that service, volunteerism, um, and engaging in your community civically are strategies for how it is that we're going to recover as individuals and as communities. Um, so yeah, so you know, Volunteer New York, we're um, you know, we have this vision of, of communities that are vibrant, resilient, and equitable. Uh, we believe that our mission of mobilizing our community to address its greatest challenges is is one way that we can impact that vision. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, we believe that by harnessing people power in support of our challenges, um, that we can make a difference. And, um, you know, we're very, uh, we, we very much focus on community. What is, what are our community needs and how can people power address them? Um, throughout the pandemic, we talked a lot at Volunteer New York about what does our community need Volunteer New York to be today? You know, a lot of folks were like, oh, you guys must have been really, um, you know, uh, it must have been really slow at Volunteer New York during the pandemic because who was volunteering? And I was like, well, let me tell you. Yeah, really. <laughs> Actually, uh, you know, we saw a 100% increase in people coming to our website during the pandemic, during those kind of first six months, looking for ways to help because that's human nature. We got, you know, we received many calls from our nonprofit partners asking how they could pivot and reimagine their volunteer programs in a way that would be still be meaningful, but safe. Um, we looked at our own programs at Volunteer New York and thought to ourselves, you know, what could we continue to offer virtually so that we're continuing to tap into that spirit. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, Tommy, there's, there's some research out there that talks about uh, 44% of individuals say they don't volunteer because they don't know where to get started and they don't know how their volunteerism will feed into a larger issue or change. And at Volunteer New York, you know, our mission is we're in the business of asking and we're in the business of showing people um, what the community needs are and how easy it is to, to connect to those. Yeah. So thank you for all that. There's so much there. I have like 15 more questions as a result of what you just said. Love it, love uh, we'll, it. Do, we'll get into as many as we can. Um, to me, it, I want to just start with what you just said there about people don't know where to go and they don't know, or, or maybe they can't gauge the impact. But before I even ask you the question about that, to sort of spend more time on it, I will tell you this, and this is going to sound like uh, I, um I don't know, maybe it sounds silly, but the point of the matter is this. I started this thing going around doing days of service <clears throat> before the pandemic. And um, I started getting my kids involved in doing it. So they're 13, 11, 10, and 7 years old right now. And my 7-year-old says to me, uh, so one day we went over here uh, uh, on Long Island to a spot up in Oyster Bay. 
and they needed friends of ours at the waterfront center. My friend Jamay said, hey, Tommy D, you want to come through? Um, we need to paint the basement of the building where we're in, where they have like, um, uh, they have fish tanks in there and they have really cool stuff, like little, like things they got out of the bay and like they, where they do educational classes. Educational and all things, things, yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, really, really cool, right? Yeah. So we go there and we're painting and actually I have my two sons with me that day and we have a great old time. And I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like getting emotional already because when my seven-year-old comes to me, like he does like once a week, once a month and goes, Hey, uh, when are we going to do another day of service? Mm. I'm like, what? Well, like that to me, I plan on being here for 50 years, but if I'm not, I think I made a pretty big impact with that. Just yeah. changing their trajectory because what is that young man? And that's not about me. I know it sounds ego, but it's, and maybe, I don't know. The point of the matter is this gang, you can do that. Just go do a thing, make an impact. Cause that kid now, for the rest of his life, I imagine, well, has keyed in because we had pizza and we had fun and there was painting and it was cool. And he's a kid and these people are all adults who like hanging with kids. So it's so they made him and my other son feel like real special. So what did I do? Like not even thinking it through, but like we've linked up those good vibes, those good feelings to an experience of service, right? Which is what this, to me, what it's about. So let's take Tommy, that. I don't want to yeah. interrupt. I just want to like, just piggyback on that just for a minute. Please. Um, because, you know, we get a lot of calls and, and requests in our community from families who want to engage their young people in service. And there's data that talks about, you know, people who start serving and are exposed to this concept of volunteerism and community early become lifelong volunteers um, in the future. And, and sometimes we get this like, well, we need to, we need something that they can do every week and they need something that we, we need to do every month and every, it's very kind of structured and, and feels sometimes a little intense. Yeah. Um, and the fact of the matter is that, you know, finding opportunities that are youth and family friendly can sometimes be a little hard. Like those painting projects aren't always available. Right. Um, and, and I think what, you, what you've just done is is create an opportunity. You, you've proven something that we say at Volunteer New York, which is it's not necessarily the quantity of, 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 of opportunities. It's, it's the experience is knowing that, um, you know, they made a difference and understanding why, right? So understanding that, you know, why, why do they have to paint that? Well, because every nonprofit has to raise its budget every year. Um, and if they didn't have to spend $5,000 to have somebody come and paint that, then those are monies that could go to the educational programs. Um, and that's a space, you know, in their community or near their community that, you know, maybe they take advantage of, but others do as well. Um, and that's really meaningful. You're, you're so right on. And obviously this is your work. This is your space. Of course, you're going to be right on with this, but uh, not, but I'll say, and the thing about it tomorrow, Tomorrow is I got a friend of mine, Lonnie Sherman, who runs an organization, fully volunteer organization called General Needs. He used to call himself, this is not me being derogatory, he used to call himself the underwear man because mm -hmm. he would, for veterans, he has collected over the last 15 years, 12 or 15 years, collected socks, underwear, boots, gloves, all new stuff, all new gear. Mm -hmm. They have this spot. I'm not going to say where it is to, you know, divulge secrecy and privacy, but there's a, they have in a, um, He's probably said it when he's been on the show. Long story short, it's in a storage facility. And in this storage facility, Jeanette, they have like four different storage units there. Okay, big. Like like, uh, like one of them is like, uh, you know, it's like working into a, a, a retail store, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in there, they got these tubs. They're like black tubs with the yellow covers. Like, you know, you buy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like Home Depot kind. Un right, exactly. Underwear, socks, you know, um, hygiene products, et cetera, et cetera, right? So tomorrow... My plan is to take a couple of my crew and go out there in the morning because Lonnie and I were talking the other night. Shout out because um, 
had great year. They, they have this project 1342 for the 61 days in November and December. They were giving away um, 22 pairs of boots, 22 representing that tragic number of, of uh, veterans who take their own lives each day. Mm-hmm. So that they took uh, they took that number and they gave out the number of boots. The goal was 1342. We hit like 1400 pairs of boots or whatever. Shout out to Lonnie and the team, Bob Kozlowski and everybody that does the work out there. All the volunteers who I don't know your names. Thank you for what you do. Um, I was talking to Lonnie the other night. Tomorrow, they're just taking inventory. Yeah. I say just taking inventory because that is a skill that I don't care if you're seven or 77, you can figure out how to count how many pairs of socks are going in that tub. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. I That said, yes. Do we need skilled labor? Do you need an accountant on your board? Do you need an attorney on your board? Yes, yes. And all those things, right? Or or do you need those people if they're not on your board as as your trusted advisors, of course. But from a volunteer perspective, look, I'm on the board of horse ability out here on Long Island. You know what? Sometimes you just got to go help them clean out, you know, a, a, where the where the horses were. Like that's volunteering. And let me tell you something about horse ability, which love you, Katie McGowan, founder of horse ability, first ever episode of Philanthropy and Focus right here on the show. Uh, and that's two horses, by the way, showed up aren't on the show. So that was Aiden and Pearl. Whole nother thing, Jen. We'll talk about that another time. Have to check out that episode. You will love it. It's hysterical. We don't. It's my first episode, so see, I barely know what I'm doing now on 101. So you can imagine 100 episodes ago, I was like, I don't know. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm in the attic. So the whole thing was, I. They have like 400 volunteers a week coming through that farm. The mm-hmm. point of the matter is, some people have different abilities. There's former trainers horse trainers from the track that train these horses and work with these horses. And then there's people who just want to make an impact who will just do whatever, answer the phones, do the thing. Anyway, I'm way over on the break. We were supposed to take a break five minutes ago. We will take one right now. I'm fired up. I know we talked right in the little virtual green room that we were going to kick it up a notch. I hope we're bringing the energy that we needed, Jeanette. What do you think? I feel it. Let's do it. All right. Break time. We'll be back in 90 seconds. Thank you. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. 
listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Every single Friday morning for the rest of my life, as long as I'm on this planet, I will be doing this show called Philanthropy and Focus. And as soon as I don't have to work for a living, I'll be doing this show more often because I could probably do 10,000 episodes of this show. I think think that's what I'm thinking. I just got to find more days to do the show. And I will tell you this. Listen, if you sit on the board of a nonprofit organization, if you lead a nonprofit organization, if you just founded a nonprofit organization and you need two things, you need somebody to help tell your story and amplify your message. Call your boy. Your guy, your buddy, your pal, Tommy D. If you can't find me, I'm probably in the attic. But if you want to find me, go on the Instagram, man. I dig the Instagram right now, TommyD.NYC. Also on TikTok, not sure why I'm there, but I'm there. TommyD.NYC, I'm there. And then um, check out philanthropyinfocus.com, P-H-O-C-U-S, P-H-O-C-U-S, because I grew up in an era when we used to say fat, P-H-A-T. And my favorite grammatical tool in the history of grammatical tools is alliteration. I like it. So philanthropy in focus. Look, this is a mission for me. I didn't know what it was going to be when it started. And now it's just kind of getting bigger and bigger. And this is my job. This is my responsibility. I must say a couple of things. <clears throat> Mike Steger, I don't know if you're listening to my brother, but I appreciate you without the power of my network, without the power of people around me saying, Hey, you need to talk to my boy, Tommy D the nonprofit sector connector, because this is what he does and blah, blah, blah. That wouldn't have happened. So Mike knows Jeanette and knows the great work that her her organization, her volunteers are doing in Volunteer New York, upstate New York. Just kidding. Wink, wink. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I just want to echo that. Thanks to Mike. He's awesome. How How is he? Let's talk about him for a sec. How involved is he in the organization? You know each other through networking. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, we, we know each other through networking, and it's actually a really phenomenal networking group that um, allows kind of one nonprofit representative to sit at their table um, and kind of bring that voice and that lens. Um, they are uh, community-minded kind of as a group, and so um, just, yeah, really you know, welcome and, uh, and grateful for the opportunity to be among um, such smart um, folks, I always learn something from them, and uh, and they they're just really. I mean, I think kind of like and like no other networking group I've ever experienced are always thinking about kind of how to make that connection. So, um, awesome. uh, so yeah, he's awesome. That's awesome. Shout out Mike Steger. I'm putting if you're on Facebook, the Facebook as I like to refer to it, and I I will tell you, Mark Zuckerberg called it the Facebook in the movie. So I feel like I'm in good company when I say that, right? Mm-hmm. So meta now the meta. Well, now it's I know, but I don't. I, I'm old school. I'm old school, man. I'm still talking about fat from 1991. What are we talking about here? All Fair right, I, <laughs> Mike Stager Law Office is a Mike Stager. I just put it on the Facebook, but it's Stager S T E G E R dash Law dot com. So uh, that's like copyrights, uh, patents, uh, trademarks. I meet with Mike every Friday after this show. We shoot videos on a group called Video Socials, and that's where a lot of my video content comes from. We do videos. We meet together as a group from 11 to like noon, and we shoot our videos, and then we help each other. We critique. We give feedback. So it's really special. Jeanette, maybe you should come check it out one time. It's a mm-hmm. good way to build community, and and that's how Mike and I know each other. And actually, we met through that group, but then we met one time in New York City, and then 
he's like a buddy of mine, but I only see him on the screen, you know, yeah. like that's, which yeah. is like, you know, which is, that is, that is just so 2020, right? It you is know, very you know, 2020, you know, so 2020, man, just COVID. Be, be, be screen friends, man, be screen friends. I got to read some more from my notes. Should I volunteer to volunteer in New York? And it's like volunteer in New York. It has an exclamation point, like in the name, right? Yeah. yeah. I, action. How is that? I want to, I think, I love that you pick up on that. I just, I just cause I'm reading my notes. I'm going like, I should, you know, Mick Collins, my buddy, Mick Collins, who's listening in pay it forward process. I, I see you on Facebook kid, Mick, I think I should have some sort of exclamation point or some kind of punctuation in my name. Maybe it's a question mark. I don't know, but <laughs> volunteer. So it's not like, Hey man, Jeanette's with volunteer in New York. No, she's with volunteer New York. Like that, right? That's right. That's exactly how it is. Yeah. And the whole idea is we're trying to inspire action. I mean, that's what we're in the business of doing, right? Action, so action. We're really we trying to, to, to bring the energy, to bring the optimism, um, to bring, as I said, that call to action. Um, so that's in our name. And, and if you see also uh, in our logo, there's like these dots that kind of go underneath and then all they kind of land in the exclamation point. Yes. And the whole idea is that it's the, the dots are supposed to kind of reflect these connections that we're making we're connecting all of these dots and then uh resulting in action at the end i want to share the screen i know i know a bit about connecting and connections for sure so let yeah. me share <laughs> just a thing <laughs> so this is actually uh can you see my screen yeah absolutely so, it's so our those, website. yeah so those of you who check it in on facebook you could see the screen but you'll see it's like dot 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 and then the big old exclamation point with the person inside connect serve and grow we got on this thing about the exclamation point in while i was mid-sentence on your background which was like three minutes ago so let me go back to that but anything you want to point out while i'm on the website that you want people to go to when they're here I mean, the, the main thing is I want everyone to know that the website is where you find the volunteer opportunities that I keep talking about. So, you know, when you click on volunteers, um, there should be a, a pull down that says find an opportunity. And then that brings up a database of hundreds of local volunteer opportunities, right? And so you can search by issue area, uh, your zip code, um, you know, oh, wow, your availability, your availability um, all the things. And then you create an account with us, like pretty simple. And then all you have to do is hit a button. It says it's, it's called express interest. And what happens then, Tommy, is that the organization that's listed the need, they get an email. They say, hey, wow. Tommy, do you express an interest in your volunteer opportunity? Please follow up with them. Um, and if the volunteer doesn't hear back, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, we're all a little overwhelmed. Yeah. New York is happy to kind of be a liaison and help facilitate that. Um, but, you know, we we do work with hundreds of nonprofit organizations. Our our team is out in the community all the time talking to nonprofits about how people power can help them accomplish their mission. And every nonprofit needs volunteers, whether it's, as you said, at the, at the board level right. or on the frontline level. Um, and so, yeah, so the, I would think the kind of the most important thing for people to know is that this is where you come to find those volunteer opportunities um, that I keep talking about. I don't usually sing on the show, but often I will uh, jump in once in a while and sing, and I feel like singing this right now. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make mm -hmm. me a match. I don't even know what that's from. I just remember hearing it. Like, as a kid, it might be from, like, a TV show or something. Don't have any clue, but it was in my head, and sometimes the idea is... Somebody, if somebody knows in Facebook land... Yeah. Like, well, that's it. Mick Collins. That's who Mick is. Mick is my buddy. He's going to Google right now. He's, like, like very, he's got he's got an advocate out. He's trying to figure out where that came from, and I'm sure it'll be on Facebook any moment now, but I don't know where it's from. 
Mick, where is that from? All right, so look, so let me go back to what happened nine minutes ago, which was when I started to read a sentence and totally got distracted about the exclamation point. You joined this organization in 2010. You became the ED, as we say in the biz, the executive director in, in July of 2020. What a great time to, uh, to become, <laughs> become anything. Yeah, I know, I know. I like to say people, you know, the last year people keep asking me how I'm doing. I'm like, you know, I always wanted to be a new executive director at the start of a global pandemic. No one has ever said that. No one has things. No one has ever said. Exactly. No one in history has ever said that. But I get, you know, many people I know that started jobs like February or March of 2020, like a lot, like it stands out. I'm like, wow, just what a, what a trip. So you oversee all the things, programs, um, programs, that's a new word, programs, uh, strategy. It says here the cohesion is supporting the revenue generating uh, specifically related to corporate outreach. I want to dive into when we come back, because believe it or not, I'm having a good time. You, could, I think everybody believes that. But believe it or not, we're running to, up against another break. So when Our, we Fiddler on the Roof, Mick says Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler? I that's from, is that from Fiddler? I believe it. Fiddler. I've never seen it, but I believe it. Oh, my God. I've never seen it either. Mick, I love you. Thank you, brother. Um, matchmaker, matchmaker. I don't even know if the, the, the harmony is right. Um, when we come back, I want to dive into this. What the look and feel of it is. What is your role, your team? Who goes out into, you know, I, I, I'm sure as an ED, you're out and involved and you've been in the organization. So you've seen it on your way up through the ranks. I want to know what the look and feel of the organization is. I want to know what the programs are. And then that's ultimately going to bring us to a place where I can say, well, how do we help? What do you need? Who are the connections? Who are the relationships? That sort of stuff. Because as I've said to you before, when we've spoken, and I say to everybody, this show is all about the connection. But it's how do we establish the story before we get to the connection? And that's what all we, we've done so far. And we'll continue to do. Awesome. And I want to do this. I want to leave it on the field, as they say. I want to get it all out there. So if there's needs, there's goals, there's wants, there's the future, we got to talk about it all. But right now, we're overdue on our second break. So Tommy, be quiet. We'll go. We'll be right back. Passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. That is a command. It's not a question. Join me in the attic. But like, not literally, don't show up. But like, join me virtually in the attic, everybody. Every single Friday morning, forever. All right, a couple things I got to shout out before we get right back into this conversation. The name of the organization that I totally screwed up before is go to the website, addressthehomeless.org. It's Long Island Coalition for the Homeless. Not that we're supporting homelessness, but we're supporting those who are homeless. And this is, a, I, I don't even want to go into this because this is absolutely ridiculous that this is a, a situation that we have. Forget on Long Island that we have on this planet. I, you don't want to get me down that rabbit hole right now because it's there's no excuses for, for the, 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 the level of poverty and the fact that people are, you know, where you can be in Manhattan and, and somebody's eating out, uh, you know, at a fancy restaurant and, you know, 10 yards away, somebody's eating out of a trash can. I have no, I can't handle this. Well, I have to table this because Jeanette, we are on a mission to tell your story today, but that's the stuff. I don't curse on the show, but this is the stuff that pisses me off. We'll deal with that. But Jean, uh, Greta Gordon, you're just gonna have to come on the show and we'll talk about the homelessness situation. So um, the other thing I wanted to mention is two things that you pointed out. You said your nonprofit partners, and you, you also used the word, Jeanette, uh, equitable. And I want to talk about those two things. Um, I, I want to just understand, um, you pick. It could be like a game show. Yeah. Welcome to the show. It could be like a game show, like pick from column A or column B. What would you like? Would you, you want to talk about, you want to tell me the story about what nonprofit partners means and how you engage with those? Or that, again, we have we are right on the precipice of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King day monday which is a big volunteer day i saw it on your website so wherever you want to go you want to go equity you want to go what, yeah, how let's you... start with equity i mean mlk is around the corner absolutely I yeah we i so I, I i do we do use that word I, I i did use that word when we think about the kind of community that we're trying to uh support uh and build as as vibrant resilient and equitable um and you know i think that uh every every organization every individual's journey uh, around understanding equity, um, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging is different. Um, and I think that it's, I believe it's okay to kind of just name where it is that you're starting and then kind of go from there. And so, you know, Volunteer New York has looked, you know, has been looking at volunteerism through a diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging lens for a long time, always kind of thinking about, um, you know, Who's volunteering? Is it representative of our community? You know, who are we? We have a this amazing inspirational breakfast, very similar to your awards here in Westchester called the Volunteer Spirit Awards, where we recognize six amazing local volunteers. Um, you know, always thinking about like are are the are the winners representative of our community and how will individuals look at them and say, wow, yeah, I can see myself in that and I'm prepared to serve. Um, and in our last strategic plan, we I, I mentioned our beliefs before, our values that we value community and we value volunteerism. And we also uh, brainstormed and developed three beliefs. Um, and our three beliefs are um, really, uh, volunteering is transformational, relationships matter, and everyone can serve. And so it's this really everyone can serve kind of lens um, that we're going to be kind of digging into more um, in the next, um, you know, in, in the foreseeable future, because we do want service to be um, as available and accessible to to as many as possible, you know, many people as possible. And and honestly, Tommy, you know, there's a lot of conversation in the volunteer 
sector kind of space about like, what does volunteerism mean? Like, mm -hmm. is, should we even be using the word volunteer? Um, who, who is able to volunteer? And, and while I'm in the business of, you know, I, I'm, I lead an organization that, um, you know, promotes what I call kind of these more formalized volunteer opportunities in this database, volunteerism is is about community it's about how people are kind of checking in on one another and um you know i tell the story you know i'm first generation cuban american my family came to this country in the mid 70s um they came here to westchester to a, a town called terrytown because there was a community of other cuban immigrants that had settled here and they felt like this would be the place that they would be welcomed and feel comfortable um, and, you know, I, I experienced from an early, you know, age, uh, the community that was built in that group. And so individuals checking in on each other, individuals, you know, if somebody was sick, somebody would bring them soup. If somebody, mm -hmm. you know, needed yeah. help finding a job, they would help connect somebody to, you know, so-and-so. And so, you know, that, that idea of help of neighbor helping neighbor is also volunteerism. And so it's not necessarily the, the more kind of formalized way, which we promote and I support because, because nonprofits need a system to kind of a pipeline of getting the people in. Um, but I think it's all um, volunteerism. And I think that we need to be sure to, that we're looking at all of the pieces of it to really have a, a full conversation about equity and what equitable yeah. volunteerism looks like. So two, two quick questions about that. So a point and a question. So the point is, you know, I am known for, I see a car broken down on the street. I stop and just check on the person. Right. Like, and sometimes <laughs> one time I remember doing that when my wife and I were kids, we were like in our mid twenties and these people were like, it was on a belt parkway and we stopped and they were like hopped up out of their mind. Yeah. Like it was dangerous for me. They were on something. So we got back in the car and got the hell out of there real fast. Um, but for the most part, it's somebody that's in distress and it's somebody that was like needs something. And I, it just happened the other day. I got off the Long Island Expressway. And this woman was so, she didn't need anything. Mm -hmm. She needed nothing. She goes like, I'm good, but thank you because I just needed a, a human being to care. Like mm -hmm. that was like it. She started crying and I was like, Look, I'll, there's a deli. I'll get you water. I'll get you a sandwich. What do you? Nothing. I'm good. And I'm not. This ain't about me, gang. It's about the fact that that's what you're supposed to do. So I always worry that when I say these things, like, "Oh, look at him. He's so great." No, the point is, take a chance. Help people out. Be part of the solution. You know. Mm -hmm. So the so my thing about it is like, if you see somebody in distress, freaking pull over. Yeah, everybody's got a cell phone. So what? I know everybody's got a cell phone, but some, sometimes it's dead and sometimes they don't have a charger and sometimes they might just need your phone or sometimes they might need another human being who actually cares and they go, thanks. And this woman was just like, thank you. Do your thing. Go. I'm cool. Somebody's coming, but it just meant, and that to me was like, I felt good because she felt better. And that's, I think what we're supposed to do is just do that stuff. So that's the piece I say that uh, just a talk from a community perspective, I want to know how informed in these conversations that you're talking about, about strategy, about equity and things like that, how informed is your organization by the community? Like having them, that I say them, I mean non-employees of the organization in the communities in these conversations that you're having. You know, I, I've had friends on the show last year, 
I, I got a certificate from the Institute for Nonprofit Practice, and I made incredible relationships with incredible leaders of nonprofits. And sometimes I, I don't get a lot of inferiority complex, but I, in this case, I was like, wow, these people are super smart and they know a lot of things I don't know. And I'm super jazzed because now I get to learn from them. But leaders of really important organizations who've been on this show. Um, and I learned so much and you used, you added belonging, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And that's something I learned at INP, Institute for Nonprofit Practice. I always like to put the acronyms out there and spell them what they are. Um, how, and especially like when I think of um, um, grant makers for girls of color, my name, my friend, uh, Maheen Kaleem, who's a, uh, who is a special, special person and a great leader there, that the girls in these organizations that the, that grant makers for girls of color makes grants to are involved in these advisory committees are involved in these boards they're informing where the organization should be going this is a long roundabout way for me to shout out my friends tell their stories too but say to you how is that done in your world i i imagine it's it's probably done very well but i know here's the thing about this show too nonprofit leaders pay attention to what these other leaders are saying so mm -hmm. i want you to inform a little bit about that i'll stop and i'll listen for a sec yeah, sure. No, it's such a good question. You know, my response to that is, um, you know, Volunteer New York has always, I would say, informally taken a community-centered approach, right? So we have always tried to say, you know, we go out, as I said, to our nonprofit partners and we ask them, you know, what what are your volunteer needs and how can people power help you accomplish your mission? Um, and then we take that information and we bring it back and we help amplify the need so that we are directing that human capital to where it's needed. Um, you know, that being said, I, there's more, there's more that we can be doing. Um, and there's more, there's more internal learning to be done, frankly. Um, and, and there's more, um, uh, that I think will help us be even better prepared to have those conversations when we're out in the community. Um, so I think that like, I think we've, I think it's been part of our DNA for, yeah. you know, for 72 years probably, which is how long we've been around and, and there is more to be, to do. And in fact, one of the, um, uh, we're, we're about to kind of button up a, a strategic plan. And one of the goals is, is being very intentional about how we mobilize volunteers um, uh, for opportunities that center community needs, right? So like very kind of bearing focus. And, and again, you know, we're never, I don't think, I, I won't say the word never, because you never know. Like, I, I don't think we'll ever abandon the, you know, the animal shelters or the environmental crisis and this, you know, um, and, you know, are those necessarily the most kind of pressing challenges or needs in our community? Mm, I don't know. Well, again, people are, when there's food insecurity and housing insecurity, you know, we got to, uh, again, and real challenges around education and mental education. health and sure. mentors and transportation. Yep. I mean, yep. transportation is a huge issue for our older population here in Westchester. And there's some great programs. That Tell me about that. What do you, what do you mean? Because I don't I don't know the issue. I don't know the problem. Yeah. So, you know, um, once you, you know, once you're a little older, you're not able to drive yourself to medical appointments. How do you get to medical appointments if you don't have a family member nearby? You know, our 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 in our transportation infrastructure, the busing, the bus system and whatnot is, is okay, but not great. Um, and so we have long nonprofits here in Westchester that recruit volunteer drivers and will take seniors to medical appointments. And we have heard from those partners that they have to turn down seniors who call them because they don't have enough uh, drivers to take them to their appointments. Driving. Um, 
can you drive? Drive, oh, volunteer drivers. Right. This is just issue. like, I can't serve, Tommy. I have no skills. You drive yourself to the store. You can drive people. Like, this is what it is. Maybe you're a retiree, you know, whatever. Maybe you're just looking for some way to serve. Driving people. What? Let me tell you something. First of all, here I got, here's another soapbox. Our older folks have so much wisdom. And I think many, many societies and maybe your own heritage, you say Cuban, right? Maybe yeah. certain societies, I think, value the older community. And I think certain societies, I'll say in this country, sometimes the, the older people are forgotten about. But mm-hmm. I love hanging out with folks that are older. And I, I you can glean so much knowledge and and there's such relationships I, i've always been not to be silly but i feel like people have said oh you're like an old soul and you know people say that whatever but i always dig hanging out with older people you can learn so much and and maybe this sounds so stupid the way i'm saying it but the point of the matter is just like engage with more people make more friends make more connections we have to do this we have to on this show what we have to do is we have to change the show the format now will be three hours going forward <laughs> <laughs> Um, because I usually take up two hours, apparently. No, but here's what I want to do, Jeanette. So call out that, is that the Volunteer Spirit Awards? That's your event? That's our event, yeah. So so when we come back, I want you to pitch that to us, explain it. Awesome. I want you to tell us who we can help you connect with. Awesome. And obviously, we're going to have to have you back on the show. But since I'm going to do five, 10,000 episodes of this show. Yeah. Can I like pick that. a good number? Can I pick yeah, you can pick. I want to be part of. You can be back. If we work it out, you could be number 200, which is 99 episodes from today. We can All have right, you like right it. back. I like or, it. You know, whatever. Look, I got a lot of friends. That's what my kids laugh about. I know it's your friend, dad. Why don't you go have a cup of coffee with him? I know that's what they say, but we'll be right back. We're going to close good. the show. I hope you're having fun. I'm having fun. Let's it's take awesome. a break. It's a great Woo. way to end the week. Thank you. Got it. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the Nonprofit Sector Connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. My guest today is Jeanette Gisbert from Volunteer New York. 
with an exclamation point at the end. And I will tell you this. You love it, right? So I'll tell you this. Check it out. I used to have folks, I used to threaten, like, on the second segment of the show that my friends would have to, like, sing the song. I'm watching you bop your head and dig in the song, and I appreciate that. I will not put you on the spot, but maybe when you come back. Nobody wants to hear that. Well, I'll tell you this. You know what? You got 99 more episodes of the show. When you come back, you better be ready to sing. That's all I'm going <laughs> to sing for your supper. All right. So 2023 Volunteer Spirit Awards. I'm sharing this. If you go to um, volunteernewyork.org and then you go to events and you'll see a drop down that says Volunteer Spirit Awards. So tell me a little bit about you can buy tickets, you sponsorships. This is already open, right? This is going yep. on right now. Yep, yep. We just we actually just opened it. Um, yeah. And so we, you know, it is the region's um largest volunteer recognition event. Um, and we, you know, pre-COVID, we had 600 people in a room. Wow. Um, this year, you know, we're slowly getting back to that. So we're hoping to have 500 people in a room. Um, and it's it, around here, it is the feel-good inspirational morning breakfast. Everyone kind of starts their day off by coming to the Volunteer Spirit Awards, hearing from six amazing local volunteers who are, you know, making a difference in the community. Volunteer New York also bestows a special oh, award really? um, from our board of directors to, uh, you know, to someone who's made an impact uh, on our organization. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I I hope that everyone, everyone should come. Everyone needs to come at least once. I- let me tell you this. So it's funny. I see it. It's on a Friday morning. It's May 5th on a Friday morning, which actually something else very important happens on Friday morning. It's a little show called Philanthropy and Focus. But I've decided this year for very special events that I will do different things, record the show ahead of time, do different. I don't know. I'm feeling like maybe I should do a live show from Volunteer. From the Volunteer, <laughs> from Volunteer Spirit, Spirit Award. Award. I don't, you can do I don't know. A networking event afterwards. I, there's a networking event afterwards. Yeah. I've been known to do a bit of networking in my day. Uh, yeah, so I'm, yeah. I, I, Part I, of what happens is there's so much good energy. So the program is really tight. Eight to 10. We run it like starts at 830. Really tight ship. We are like kind of militant about it. I like that. Um, but, That's good because not all, let's be real. You and I have history in this nonprofit space and sometimes it ain't like that. And yeah, no, no, no. We know people want to go back seconds. to the office. Right. They, they've got to get back to work or back home or wherever they're going. But right. what happens is after that hour and a half of programming where you hear about all of these stories, there's just this great buzz and this Fired great up. energy yeah. and people wouldn't leave Tommy. Like people yeah. like, and the folks in the hotel were like, you've got to go. We've got to set up for the next event. So what'd you do? What? How did you solve for that problem? So we okay. said, you know what? Well, what if we had like an informal kind of networking event in this little atrium space that you that they have outside of the of the ballroom? Yeah. Um, and we tried it. And, you know, I mean, the first year we did it, we had like 150 people that just kind of like stuck around and like mulled around. And we're like, what? And what, so what did you, did, did you provide like, you know, whatever. I just it's the morning, so you're not providing cocktails. But like for that, was there like light fare after that, or it was really just here's a coffee pot, hang out. Yeah, now. it was like a coffee pot. We had a we had a photo booth, so people okay. like came and you know, um, and the first year, uh, so there's actually a great organization around here called Shark Radio. Um, right. Andrew Castellano and his organization came, and he he's got a little bit of a podcast, so he okay. was kind of interviewing people about their experiences. Um, but it was very, it was just really kind of casual, kind of networking. We might yeah. have had a 
had we might have had a candy table maybe Ooh. Um, but, how about this thing i don't know if this is cool in covid in like after covid era but like you remember what they were doing like for a little while where they were having donuts on like spindles like at it, weddings and stuff yeah, like that yeah i'm not sure i even before covid i was like and i'm not really like one like you know something drops on the floor you get it quick enough you can still eat it kind of guy yeah, that's how yeah, i am yeah, yeah. So, but that was kind of like Oh man, those donuts are on those dowels and like, you know, like how many people sneeze by those donuts. Anyway, that's what you made me. <laughs> made that's me, what I think about. I we shouldn't have a donut wall. Don't have a donut wall. Apparently I've just ruined that for everyone. So yeah, I think, I don't, I don't think people need it. I think people just want to continue to chat. No doubt. Um, so it's yeah, special. so that's, that's it. But it, it's, it's an amazing morning. Um, as a, again, it's, it's, it's a programmatic strategy for us because it really gives us an opportunity to kind of pause and reflect on the great work that's happening in the community. And it's really inspirational. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, full transparency, it's only our, it's our only event fundraiser. So fundraiser. Some, some organizations have galas. Mm -hmm. We don't have a gala. We have the Volunteer Spirit Awards. Got it. So do you expect have you been is this the first one back in a couple of years or what so no so we actually went we actually came back in person last year okay um and we uh met our goal of 350 people in person which we were really excited about okay. and we actually did you know volunteer new york is always you know I, we really pride ourselves on pushing the envelope and really kind of being kind of ahead of the pack and so yeah. or at the, you know at the front of the pack um and so in in the spring of 2020 when we had to pivot to a virtual volunteer spirit awards we were one of the first organizations in our community to make that pivot and so that was, did you always do it in may just so i understand. We always did it in april or may it's usually so, so when did you do that one in 20 was it like, like so in eight in that year we did it in june actually okay. because they were kind of scrambling to figure out kind of what to do right. in that very kind of un kind of unknown time yeah, yeah. um and then you know I, i've heard from our peers in our community that you know that the 2020 volunteer spirit awards really became the um the kind of the beacon that everybody else kind of tried to model so wow. we did virtually 2020 we did a virtual 2021 and then we were back in person 2022 you know smaller crowd but still pretty you know pretty significant yeah. Um, and it was great. And we actually, we did a hybrid last year. We, we live streamed it and we did in person. How did that go for you? Cause I, again, mixed reviews on a lot of this hybrid stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it was, we got really great participation. Um, right. and, um, you know, I think we were able to share it with some of our corporate partners and really kind of, you know, help spread the word. Um, so, you know, for us, it, it worked out just fine. I am, I am, uh, really happy to be able to say that this year we're just doing it in person yeah. um i think we're back i think i really i've been out a lot and i really feel like we are back in doing yeah. that stuff um look i'll tell you i mean god i missed it like i was telling my wife yesterday like i chose you know we own an employee benefits firm vanguard benefits you know i i so i chose my profession not specifically the insurance profession but sales guy profession mm -hmm. to be so i was not in an attic for 12 hours a day yeah. <laughs> and then and then I ended up in an attic forever yeah. so being out for me and and those of us who are social and really want to be with people and get those vibes like I actually hear as you're explaining what that morning is like I feel it I understand yeah. that room I know the energy in a room like that I'm digging it I have to figure out how we will not book a live show on May 5th me so too. I can be awesome. because awesome I think to have you. that's right in my wheelhouse so we'll figure that all out here's what I need we got about a minute or two left I want you to just bring it home what do you need 
who can we connect you with? There's people that are going to listen to this live. There's people are going to listen to this into the future. Yeah. How do they connect with you and your organization? And what are they, what can they bring you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that opportunity. Um, I mean, for me, uh, there's a couple of things. One, I want everyone to know who's listening to this that if they live in the Westchester, Putnam, and Rockland areas and they want to connect to their volunteer their community through volunteerism and they don't know where to get started, we're how to get started. Good. Visit us, volunteernewyork.org. You can create a profile. Our phone number is on there. You can call us. We can help you find that way to connect. And you know, to your point, Tommy. Um, you know, the one of the things that the pandemic did was impact relationships and connections. And as I said before, I feel really strongly that volunteerism and being of service is one strategy for how we can reestablish and reconnect with our community. And so just do it. Just call us and just visit our website. So and help spread the word. Like, you know, anybody who you you know who's looking to connect to their community, if they're if they're recently retired, if they're a young person, if they're looking to use skills, if they wanna, if they're looking, you know, if they're in between jobs, if whatever it is, we can help them find an opportunity. Um, so that's number one. And the number and the number two, and I'm sure every nonprofit person has mentioned this, but like Every nonprofit has to raise its budget every year. At the start of our fiscal year, the you know the clock starts ticking, and we've got to be able to raise the dollars and in, in support of our mission. Yeah. Um, and especially at Volunteer New York, uh, our mission is very people driven. So, you know, more than a million of our one point seven million dollar budget is directed towards our, towards our people. Sure. Um, and so, I, I welcome the opportunity to speak with. Um, supporters, individuals, corporations, businesses, mm -hmm. foundations, people who understand what happens when you invest uh, in volunteerism and you invest in community um, and, uh, and, and, and the impact that that will have on the future. Love it. I mean, I'm all about that corporate social responsibility. I feel like I sit at the line or the crossroads between nonprofits and the for-profit. I love these two of my favorite words. Maybe they're cliche, but I love them. Strategic alliances. Those are partnerships, mm -hmm. gang. Super important. Next time on the show. Jeanette, we're friends now. It's just the way That's it awesome. is. Awesome. But you're in. You're in. You're I'm in the pipeline. You can now. Me, I'm thrilled that you're here. I'm thrilled that we we had this connection. Mike Stager, if it wasn't for you making this connection, this doesn't Thanks, happen. Mike. I appreciate you, Mike. Uh, I want you to meet Jeanette, my friend Mick Collins, who I've referred to a couple of times. His company's called Pay It Forward Processing. They do merchant processing with a purpose. They have a give back program to nonprofits. We'll make that happen. I know Mick's listening. All right, listen, this show has been philanthropy and focus. It's, it's always going to be philanthropy and focus. And I want to say next week on the show, Tori Cohen, the executive director of Long Island Alzheimer's and Dementia Center, will be here on the show. Topic we need to discuss, and yeah. we will be discussing it because that's what I do. I do two things. I help nonprofits tell their story and amplify their message. I'm fired up. Man, the attic's going to go on fire. I'm, I'm out of control. Make it a great day. Stay tuned. Steve Fry will be here always Friday. Jeanette, I appreciate you. Make it a great day. Have Later. a great weekend.
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 